0: Hey friend, welcome to Beyond the Booze. I'm your host, Victoria Plummer, daughter of the most high, wife, boy mom, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I know that you are sick of wallowing in shame after another night of binge drinking. I know that you want to quit, but you can't imagine a life without alcohol. My mission is to set you free from the lies fears, and habits that are keeping you stuck in a toxic relationship with alcohol. In this podcast, you'll learn about spiritual growth, personal development, healthy lifestyle habits, and recovery education so that you can start living a life you love. If you're ready to take your power back, grow in your faith, and live a more purposeful life, you are in the right place. Whip up your favorite mocktail. Let's do this.
1: You're listening to Decidedly Dry. I'm your host, Jess Steitzer. This is a sober podcast where we actually focus on the good. Amazing, right? We spark inspiration, we try to provide some hope, and we help motivate you. I promise to always keep it real, provide some dry humor, and remind you every single episode why sobriety is truly a superpower. If you'd like to learn more about the show or make a donation, just head on over to DecidedlyDry.com. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's get started. Well, hi, you guys. Welcome back to the show. All right. If you are listening to this pretty close to when it is published, it is the end of January, which I still am trying to figure out how we are already a month in to 2023. It's insane. Um, But the reason that I bring that up is a lot of you might be doing dry January, you might be new to this sober world, you might be feeling, or I hope you're feeling just amazing and empowered, and maybe even a little motivated to continue your sobriety or your sober journey. And if that's the case, Oh my gosh, I'm just so excited for you because I know it sounds cliche, but it really truly does keep getting better and better. So I would encourage you guys to do something right now, maybe not right this second, but very soon as we come to the end of this month, I would encourage you to sit down with a piece of paper and a pen. And I would love for you to just start jotting down things that went really well this month. Um, It could be moments with your children, your energy levels. Maybe you actually woke up and did some workouts, like you woke up clear-minded and ready and focused. Uh, Maybe you were able to sleep better. Maybe you stayed a little bit more closer to, you know, the meal plans or the meal prepping or, or the meals that you typically want to be consuming but don't. So just jot down anything great or any good things that came out of this dry January. And the other thing is, is I really want you to jot down reasons you wanna keep going, reasons you want to still say no to the booze, and just kinda see where this new lifestyle takes you. Because this could serve as an excellent tool when you're feeling a little tempted, and really honestly want to keep going with your sobriety. So, just an idea and if you're like, "Oh, Jess, I don't have time for this or I don't even know where to begin." I have a couple resources for you that could be helpful. If you just go to my website at www.decidedlydry.com, you can click on the little shop or store uh little button on the menu. And I actually have a free planning worksheet that you can download, again, just for free. So you'll see that in the shop and um, and that could be a really good tool to kind of jot things down on. The other thing that I have that we haven't really talked about in a while is I actually have a Sober Day Tracker journal. That's kind of where, gosh, a lot of this decidedly dry community um, stemmed from was the journal. Um, I won't go into the whole story of the journal if you're a new listener here, but you can search for the Decidedly Dry Journal on Amazon and you will see what I'm talking about. Um, I also have a link to the journal in that same little shop on the website. So not trying to be salesy, just uh, giving you a couple different options of tools that are available to you. Okay, so let's talk about today, today's episode. It is Friday. We have a new episode and I have a brand new guest. My guest is named Victoria. Victoria is a wife, a boy mom, a wellness coach, and the host of a Christian sobriety podcast called Beyond the Booze. She is passionate about helping others quit drinking and start creating a life they love. (sighs) Sounds kind of familiar. Sounds like somebody I know. (laughs) There were points where I was talking to her and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm talking to myself. (laughs) So it was a delight to get to know Victoria and hear her story. And once again, I am just blown away with the vulnerability and just how brave my guests are here on the show. So I know you're going to love this episode. I will have links to how to get in contact with Victoria, how to listen to her podcast, all that good stuff in the show notes, like usual. Um, And just one last thing before I click over to our chat, if you are interested in staying in contact with me while I do my 90 day social media fast, you can simply subscribe to our newsletter. I promise I will not spam you. I only send about one a week. Um, And you can do that at the website just in that little pop-up box that, uh, that greets you when you head over there. So with that being said, lots of love to you guys. And here is my chat with Victoria. Welcome back, everybody. This is Jess with Decidedly Dry. And today I have Victoria. Hi, Victoria. Hey there. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. I'm excited to get to know you and hear your story. So thank you for for taking the time. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. I'm excited to be here.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, we're just going to jump right in. Usually with all my interviews and my guests, I just kind of have you introduce yourself in the beginning. So if you don't mind sharing, just a little bit about yourself, who you are, you know, if you have kids, where you live, your job, all that good stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, so hi, I'm Victoria Plummer. I live in the outskirts of Dallas, Texas. I am married. I've been married for five years. I have a son who's 20 months old. Um, and I am, I'm a Christian. That's a big, big part of my life. I'm a like um very devoted (laughs) in that sense. Um, and that's a big part of my identity. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to share.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You nailed it. That's totally good. (laughs) Well, this show, obviously, as you know, is, um, is all about sobriety. We focus on alcohol-free and the good stuff. Um, but I'd love to hear your story. You can share whatever you're comfortable with, whatever you want to share, but um, just kind of your history with alcohol, when you started, when your relationship might have kind of started to shift and uh, and how all that worked. Yeah. Um, so basically, I guess
0: where it started was, I think it was honestly, when I look back at what kind of like happened around that time in my life, I, um, my parents got divorced when I was like 21 and I had already kind of like dabbled in drinking, but I definitely wasn't like a huge drinker. Um, but when I'm looking back, like around that time around them getting divorced, like I know that my drinking really picked up. Um, I was partying a lot. I was partying like five days out of the week. I would take off like Mon- well, maybe like Tuesday, Mon- Monday and Tuesdays and every other day I would go out and mm-hmm. um, I was, you know, like drinking until I blacked out, driving home drunk, not knowing how I got home. Um, it's pretty bad.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, The first time I kind of like got in trouble for it, I guess, like I, um, I think I was mm, 19 and i was driving like my friend and me had went out like my friend and i had went out one night and um you know i think we were out till like two in the morning but then i had met some other friends that live out in like the country and people out in the country like really party and they were partying until like five in the morning so oh my gosh i I know after my friend like (laughs) dropped me off i like drove out um to the country to go like party some some more and, um, while I was on my way out there, I got like pulled over from our, my first DWI, which I never was like charged. Um, I just kind of like, I'd got pulled over and I think I got a ticket, but somehow I got out of it. Like I had a friend who helped me get out of it and my dad had came and picked me up and my dad was like, this part always tears me up. Um, yeah,
1: <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. It's really yeah, hard. I know. <laughs> there are certain parts of our story that just. When we keep it in, it still it hurts. But then to say it out yeah. loud, it just hits a whole different level. It does. It does. It really does. Yeah,
0: yeah. So he was just like, you know, like call me because yeah. I'd rather lose sleep than lose my daughter. And, Absolutely. And like, you know, I could go on and on about the terrible story, <laughs> Yeah. But um, you know that happened. And then I had gotten pulled over another time um, where I had like passed out at a red light and mm-hmm. like I woke up with cop lights, you know, yeah. sirens behind my car. And then they also let me call my dad and my dad came and got me. Um, or he like his wife drove my car home and then mm-hmm. my dad drove me back and. Yeah, and then. <laughs> finally, um, I think. I guess it's been 10 years ago now, like it was like 20, 2012 or 2013. Um, I got my real DWI, um, and that was kind of like my rock, rock bottom. Like I had actually got put in jail and, um, you know, I had to get a lawyer, um, had a, you know, I ended up getting convicted. The lawyer was like, we're going to plead, you know, like. Guilty and say that you know you have a substance abuse problem, and Mm -hmm. I was like, What? I don't have a substance abuse problem. Like, I thought you were supposed to
1: be on my side, sure. Well, and at the time, you're probably doing everything that everyone else is doing around you, right? I'm like, It doesn't feel like you're doing something wrong. I'm just, I'm young, I'm having a good time, right? Exactly. Mm
0: -hmm. Like, all my friends were drinking that way, it was just like it was normal, and I had you know, like, I have a family history of you know, like addiction runs in my family. So just, I've seen that type of drinking, like the Mm -hmm. binge drinking and just drink until you pass out. Like that's totally normal. Right. Um, right. So yeah,
1: that was, you know,
0: (laughs) it it was normal.
1: Yeah. So then Um, what happened? So from there you pled guilty, right?
0: Yeah. And I had, I was basically sentenced to like 18 months of probation where I had to like go in every month and check in with a probation officer. I had to, um, do mandatory community service for like 40 hours. Um, I think I, I think I can't remember if it was mandatory at the time, but I did end up doing some substance abuse counseling either as a consequence of violating my probation. Mm -hmm. Um, or as part of it, I can't really remember. Um, and then I had to have like one of those breathalyzers on my car. So in order to start my car, I had to like right. breathe into it. Yeah. yeah.
1: How were you feeling through all of this? I mean, was alcohol out of the picture during all of this? I mean, it had to be if you were driving, obviously, but had right. you kind of turned a page at that point and thought, you know, okay, I got to make some changes.
0: You know, I mean, I think it took a while for it to get to that point. I just try to like work around it for a little while, you know, like just, you know, not drink whenever I had to drive. Um, But honestly, it wasn't until I was doing community service um, at at this animal shelter, which I had got my dog from. So it Mm kind of had like a personal connection. But um yeah. And I was like doing community service there and, um, I was kind of bitter <laughs> about sure, it, Yeah, but uh, I had, I kept hearing like one of the guys who worked at the animal shelter. And then one of the people who was also doing community service, um, we talking and they content- they were talking about God all the time. And I was just mm-hmm. like, irritated. I was like, why do you believe that? And mm-hmm. they were like, why don't you? And I'm like, because I refused to worship a man and I had just been burned by men. Um, and so sure. that was a sore spot, but um, yeah. And then the guy was like, well, that's a stupid reason to go to hell. And that just kind of like, <laughs> really just like stopped me. I was like, what? Wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, But it didn't stop there. Like he basically kind of was like that. Basically what it made me realize in that moment was that, the void I was trying to feel fill with alcohol was God missing from my life. Mm. Um, and that was a big turning point for me there. Um, but it was still very hard like to, to stop, you know, because it's, it's almost like habitual, you know, like mm-hmm. and those triggers, they trigger the habit of like drinking, you know, like, and I just had no idea how to live a life that was alcohol free, you know? Right.
1: So, Right. I mean, and you're so true. I mean, you're so right. It's just, it's part of our routine. It's part of our habit, you know, and it's everything kind of what we were saying before. Like it just, that's the norm. That's what we were kind of raised to think. Like we celebrate with booze. We are sad, have a glass of wine, you know, like everything kind of leads to that. So it's no surprise that there needed to be some rewiring, you know, and kind of readjust that daily you know, routine almost. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So you kind of started to make that shift, I guess. And, uh, and how did you remove it? I mean, did you do a program? Did you kind of just have a day where it was like, okay, enough is enough. Or how did that kind of play out?
0: Yeah. I mean, it played out over like seven years.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I'm not laughing because I'm nodding my head. Like, yeah, it takes a while. (laughs) It does. I was in, you know,
0: the bargaining phase for Mm -hmm. yeah, like seven years. Like, um I was realizing that yes, alcohol was a problem. Um, but I of course it was like a, yeah, it was hard to like change my entire life. But Mm -hmm. um, but I'd go through like bouts of sobriety. I started working out, like work working out fitness and faith were like a huge catalyst for me to change. Um, which makes sense because it's like your belief system. And then also like exercise like changes your brain so Mm -hmm. it makes it easier to change your you know your lifestyle yeah um so yeah like working out became my new like passion and my focus and that really it was something that I did growing up with my dad like I worked out with him um when I was younger like he'd always take us to the gym so I had all these fond memories of the gym Mm -hmm. um and then I ended up becoming a personal trainer and trying to help people um because again, fitness was a huge part of me changing. So yeah, I would go through like bouts of sobriety, but it wasn't like I was full, I was able to commit fully, um, for a long time. And I would try to do like, you know, I would try to like limit myself to like a couple drinks, but then I'd always end up binge drinking
1: full of regret. (laughs) All the rules, the rules start (laughs) to come in, right. Where it's like, okay, I'm only going to do it on the weekend or I'm going to wait till five o'clock, or no more beer, just wine. Or I feel like we all go through that process where it's like, okay, clearly our gut is telling us something. Something's not in alignment.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Right. So
0: then I guess like when that fully became, again, like I said, I went through bouts where it'd be like three months and then I would drink and then I'd go through like a little dry spell and then I would go back. And But it wasn't until like 2020 when I had like fully committed to um, being sober. Um so my sobriety date from alcohol is January 1st, 2020. But leading up to that, like I had went on like a vacation with my husband and like had it ended up drinking too much and um, like saying some things to him that I regretted, like mm-hmm. went back to the, the room and didn't know how I got back to the room. And just, you know, the fact that we were on this like beautiful island and yeah. I'm having this fight with him and it's all stemmed from alcohol, like. Just didn't sit well with me um and then I had like missed my cousins um it was like a bridal shower kind of thing and I was a bridesmaid and I had missed that because I the night before I had drank too much and I was just crawling around the house the next day it was awful Oh, uh. it was awful um I do not miss Maybe. those days. Me neither. I know <laughs> people are like, do you miss it? And I'm like, do I miss the shame, the guilt, the hangovers? No, no, not for
1: a second. The no. fact that we did that to ourselves, I'm like, oh, I mean, it got us to where we are today, but still, uh, oh no, I mm-hmm. would never want to do that again. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So you said um. your date was January, 2020. Mm-hmm. How did you do during the pandemic? Do you feel like it was easier because you were kind of I don't want to say trapped in our homes but I know for a lot of people that's when they're drinking amped up and really kind of started seeing some issues with it but for a lot of us I was one of them I got my date is December of 2019 so I was oh, right nice. before the pandemic too Yes And so how how did that work for you did you find it to be easier harder um or was it just time
0: was it just that's how it I feel like out. it was just time because it definitely could have been, I mean, no time is, you know, like great, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many reasons you can drink. Um, but I really like was pouring into like my business and that was like a big part of like what was keeping me focused. And like, that was what I was focused on was like little, not little, but business ventures.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, uh, I would love for you to share just some of the benefits you started feeling like once you removed it, if there were things that you started to notice about yourself, whether it be, you know, improved sleep, if you felt more clear minded, more energy, things that people can kind of look forward to if they're still kind of sober, curious, maybe dipping their toes and just need something to look forward to.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think definitely like clarity and purpose, like those became like really, really big for me. Um, I was able to have clarity on like what I was supposed to do, like what I was meant to do and like Mm -hmm. how I can contribute to the world, you know? Um,
1: for me, that was probably like the biggest thing. Those are huge things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Those are big. And then you mentioned that faith was a big piece too. Did you Mm -hmm. find that that was a time where you grew, you know, in your, in your faith at that time too?
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely, because so kind of the way I see it, it's like I was like battling this thing for so long, that it was taking up like a lot of energy, you know, like the energy I could be using to do something else or like serve at a greater capacity, like help other people. Like I was being held back by like continuing to fight the same battle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like those little stops of sobriety though. They like, they train you for the longer, you know, totally. Yep. Because, you know, like, it, it's like, I don't know, like learning an exercise or something like, absolutely. You know, it takes practice. So, you know, yep. practicing it's- for like three months at a time or like a month at a time, like all that practice didn't go to waste. Like it helped me Whenever I had committed to a whole year. And then, of course, you know, after the
1: year, I was like, why stop now? Oh, two years. Why stop now? It's it's so beautiful. (laughs) That's the example I always use too is that your sobriety is almost a muscle, you know? And every time you get those little spurts of dry days or sober days, like you're strengthening that muscle. And like you just said, you know, once you did a year, I mean, how empowering is that to know that you've done every day, every holiday, every season sober and it feels good to feel good. So then you kind of question, well, why would I go back? You know, I'm feeling really good. So I love that you pointed that out. Um, Well, one thing we haven't said is that you have a sober podcast. You're doing some amazing things in life right now, and I would love for you to share kind of what hobbies or businesses or accomplishments have come out of your sobriety?
0: Yeah. I mean a lot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's like, Um, where do
0: I begin? (laughs) I know. Well, I think a big part, you know, like we mentioned faith, like a big part of like what helped me was like, um, I went through this course called equip disciple. So it basically taught you like how to read your Bible consistently, like Mm -hmm. how to like study it and apply it in your own life and then how to like share your faith with other people. Um, and it's like a year long course that the church I went to, um, offered. So I went through that and then I taught it to, for a year, which for me, that was huge. Um, just like, because I mean, my background, like I was like, I wouldn't call myself an atheist, (laughs) but I, I like definitely scoffed at people who called themselves Christians. (laughs) Yeah, So (laughs) you've come a long way. Yeah. To be in someone who's like, yeah, like I, you know, I teach people about it. I disciple others. Um, and, and so I, I've done that a lot, like, um, took like even my family through it. I baptized my mom. Um, I mean with the church, but like I was the one that was in the water with her, which was amazing. Um, went on a mission trip to Haiti, which was like one of the first birthdays that I was like completely sober. And it was just like, it was so awesome. I was so happy that I was like spending my big, like my birthday sober, like in another country, helping other people. It was just like, like that was incredible. Like that's something if you would have told me I would do, you know, probably five years prior to that. I'm like, ha Yeah. Right. Good one. You know, like that was definitely not on my radar, you know, (laughs) doing something like that. So, so yeah, like those kind of purposeful things, I was doing that. Um, I had became a trainer. Like I, I before, um, you know, before my faith and sobriety journey mm-hmm. started, I was a, a pharmacy tech for wow. uh, nine years, wow. and then yeah, and then I just started feeling this like fire to become a trainer, and so then I, you know, I quit that stable job, and not immediately, you know, I, I <laughs> took I was time smart about it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you have to build up your clientele, <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I became a trainer, um which was very fulfilling. And that was still while I was like in that bargaining phase, but mm-hmm. I was still a lot more sober than I was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I had started in 2017, I had started like my own business and I called it FemFit. And it was basically like a personal training business yeah, um, and online fitness coaching as well. Um, and that was going great. And then in 2020, um, I had I started like a, um, an online program called the fit soul accelerator. Mm -hmm. And it was like an eight week pro eight, eight week program. That was kind of like my, my dream, you know, (laughs) like it was like my dream to take a a group of women through a course that taught them how to like build a lifestyle, like with fitness, with faith, with nutrition Mm -hmm. and like teach them all the things that I knew. I mean, obviously not everything I knew, but The things (laughs) that I thought were important. Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, So that was really cool. And then, and then let me see. At the end of 2020, I started a candle business because I had got pregnant in like September. And Mm -hmm. I just started feeling like this desire to like create.
1: (laughs) I love that. It's like
0: my body was creating a life. And like I just felt like creating something with my hands. And yeah. Somehow I got into candle making and I launched that because I'm crazy. Like a month before <laughs> I was due, it's
1: amazing. <laughs> and
0: then of course I just like closed up shop and I've um and and took like yeah like a I've been on a 20 month maternity leave, um, which has been wonderful. It's been great to be with my son and yeah. I I hate dropping him off at, at daycare. Like even though he's only at mother's day out twice a week, I still like kind of hate dropping, dropping him off.
1: (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh. Us moms, you know, I'm the classic, like put the boys to bed. And then I'm looking at pictures of them, you know, after I'm like begging them to go to sleep, but (laughs) Oh, Um, I love so much of that. And I love the candle part too, because I think sobriety just, it gives us that motivation and that kind of push that that feeling of like, well, why not? I mean, I did right. that. What else can I do? And I love that example because so much of us get into this journey and then we're like, what else could we do? What else? I want people to feel good. Like I do. So I love that piece of like the fitness and the wellness and the faith, because you want people to feel the way you do. And yeah. it's such a gift to be able to share that.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. And yeah, did I cut you great. off? Was there anything
1: else? Sorry. No, no, you're good. <laughs> yeah, no, I
0: was just going to say, um, you know, after being on maternity leave, quote unquote, <laughs> I, yeah, I started the podcast um, Beyond the Booze in September of 2022. So not very long ago. Um, I guess it's been almost four months. But yeah, I was just starting filling this like stirring in my soul to like start a podcast that had to do with like faith um but after going through like steph, I- i'll just drop her name i don't know stephanie do Gasp- it. Yeah. yeah i went through her clarify your calling and then her podcast pro university course like i clarified that like the person i was wanting to help was basically me mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> five years ago or so um I love that. So- someone who's like like Is a believer, is feeling the call to quit drinking, but Mm -hmm. is like stuck in the cycle of binge drinking. Um, So, yeah, I created a podcast um, based on that and just using um, some of the tools that I've used, like to get sober, I guess. Yeah. um, Yeah. And sharing them on the podcast. And
1: that's amazing.
0: Mm -hmm. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Well, and sometimes I feel like using our own experience and sharing the tools that we've used, I mean, that's the most powerful thing because you're using yourself as the example. You're relatable because, you know, you went through that and you can share what worked for you. Right. I love that. And so with your podcast what could people expect to learn there? Is it kind of just the tools that you've used? Do you touch on faith? Do you touch on, you know, do you have guests? What's what's kind of the layout of the show?
0: Yeah, I mean, a little bit of all of it, but um, nice. yeah, let's see. I share, like, I I've had like a series about like, just like habits, like spiritual habits and like what those look like like daily kind of practices, how to read your Bible, how to study your Bible. So things like that, that are like, definitely have to do with faith, but they're definitely like, for me, they were foundational in my sobriety journey. Gotcha. Um, and then I also like, I really like want to bring in the recovery education piece because, you know, besides faith, there's also like some education that I learned through you know both having like a therapist going mm-hmm. through substance abuse counseling going through all these classes <laughs> going to aa like all these yeah recovery education that's one of the pillars i guess of my podcast um but i'm actually excited because next week um the episode that's coming out is like an interview with a master addiction counselor
1: oh wow. nice yeah
0: and so she gets to kind of like tell you know like talk about what triggers are like, and how you can like resist the triggers and like what to do about those triggers. Like when you're feeling them to drink. Yeah. Um, and then another huge piece was learning about the stages of change. So I'm really excited for her episode to come out just because I feel like that's a piece that I've been lacking a little bit on my podcast. Like a lot of this stuff is about faith, Mm -hmm. um, like scriptures to help you fight
1: temptation, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Oh, wow. That episode sounds amazing. I'm going to definitely have a link to it in the show notes because I'm sure a lot of people could benefit from, from hearing that. I'm excited. I'm excited. (laughs) I love it. Well, this has been so, so much fun. I just have like two more questions for you and I'll let you go. Um, but looking forward, I would love to know what this new chapter ahead of you is, is, is playing out to look like. I mean, if there's any goals that you have on the horizon, And it's okay. If you're like, no, I'm content right now. Some people get on here and they're (laughs) like, girlfriend, I'm just taking it day by day. (laughs) But if Uh there's some big things that you're like, no, this is my year. This is what I've got. I would love to hear.
0: Yeah. I mean, so I don't know if I may have mentioned this, but I was a a personal trainer, coach, fitness, life, nutrition, all the things um, for seven years. And so I didn't stop because I didn't love it anymore. I still like, love it. I'm still passionate about helping people. I'm very passionate about helping people reach their full potential. Um, so this year I definitely want to get back into coaching in some capacity and I'm still trying to figure that out, but I definitely see myself, um, starting some sort of mentorship, um, in the Christian sobriety space. Awesome. So yeah, that's definitely something that's on my in my in my dreams another i mean i want to start like a coaching program i want to like i want to host a retreat that's like one of those big you know hairy audacious goals and yes then the last one is i i would love to create like um a devotional like a christian sobriety devotional like that's you know another big hairy audacious goal
1: that i have <laughs> that would be amazing and all of it is totally possible because you're sober. You can do yeah, it. Yeah, Right. Oh, it's so exciting. I can't wait to kind of follow along and see how all those kind of come <laughs> out. Um, yes. all right, my friend, yeah, maybe not all this year, but yeah, <laughs> you're like, it's on the vision board, but maybe not in the next six months. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my last question is my favorite and I ask all my guests this one, but to the one or many people that are listening right now, right this second, and feeling inspired to make a change, what advice would you give them?
0: Yeah, um, honestly, I think I think some accountability goes a long way. Like um, sometimes, like we're we're doing this like all on our own, and like don't have anybody like on our corner, like cheering us on and helping us. Um, I think being able to identify someone, um, whether that's like I don't know, someone like a friend, um, who supports your decision, you know, to, to live a sober lifestyle. I, I think having a friend like that, or even like a coach, um, or someone from church, you know, someone that you trust and feel safe with that you could like reach out to whenever you're feeling tempted, um, or just like to talk about, you know, this journey with, I think is super helpful. I mean, I wish I had done that sooner same.
1: Yep. That community and accountability, it is huge. And it makes it just that much easier to have that person. I love right. that you pointed that out. Well, my sweet friend, if people want to get in touch with you, if they want to listen to the podcast, I will have all those links in the show notes, but what's the best way for them to reach you? Is it just through the pod?
0: Yeah. I mean, through the podcast or, you know, um, Instagram DM is always a super easy way. Um, My Instagram handles, uh, at Victoria, a plumber. Awesome.
1: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here. I loved this chat and, um, I love the work that you're doing too. You are making a difference out there. So thank you.
0: Hey, thank you too.
1: (laughs) See you later. All right. If you'd like to learn more about the show or make a donation, you can head over to decidedlydry.com. If you enjoy the show, the best way to support it is to subscribe and to leave an awesome rating or review over on Apple Podcasts. It's sure been a treat spending this time with you. And just remember, if the only thing you did today was stay sober, you are winning. I'll see you next time.